0: Welcome to Inside Alabama Racing. I'm Tommy Prater. Thank you for joining us this evening. Wow, what a week re- weekend of racing it was last weekend. Mobile International Speedway kicked off its season with a barn burner that Bubba Pollard ended up winning, and we'll talk about all the fallout because it was a phenomenal night at Mobile International Speedway. At Richmond, Kyle Larson took the Cup race. Chandler Smith. Won the Xfinity Series. He's a pumped up guy. And Carson Hosovar won his first truck race out in Texas. There's a lot to talk about that we've got coming up on this weekend's schedule. And to preview some of the things we have in store for us, we'll call in our buddy Brennan Poole, who made his 100th career Xfinity start this past weekend. And we'll talk to him about what it's been like getting to 100. We'll also talk to Talladega Super Speedway Director of Communications, Russell Branham. You know, folks, the end of this month, it's Talladega time, and there's nothing better than Talladega, Alabama, in April. We'll wrap everything up with the moose. We'll also talk about Sunday South Raceway and what Five Flag Speedway has in common, because this is the absolute perfect time For racing here on the Gulf Coast, the weather's perfect, it's the right temperature, everybody's ready to get out and do something, and there's nothing better than being at the racetrack this time of year. We'll have all this and more right here on the Fastest Hour in Radio on WNSP, part of the sound of Mobile. Welcome back to Inside Alabama Racing. I'm Tommy Prater. Thank you for joining us this evening. Man, we're just in such a great spot for racing, nationally, locally. It's almost every weekend now, so we've got a lot of great racing going on. Every week, our program is brought to you by Alabama Pipe and Supply. We appreciate David Jones and his group supporting racing here along the Gulf Coast. Wade Distributors, South Alabama's flooring leader. When you need new floors, give them a call. They'll come out and measure what you have. Rip out the old and bring in the new and leave you a great-looking home or office. And, of course, Judy's Place, where every Wednesday is Cobbler Day, and it's always good, peach or berry. It doesn't get any better than Judy's Place Cobbler. Well, this past weekend at Richmond, Kyle Larson held off a hard-charging teammate for the win. Our buddy Chandler Smith picked up the win in the Xfinity race on Saturday. A lot of pundits are saying that the racing that we saw at Richmond is the kind of racing that we're looking for. I still got a little ways to go, but it was an entertaining race to watch, especially if you're into pit strategy and tire strategy and just past watching the cars go on the racetrack. Kind of like watching a no hitter in a baseball game. Out in Texas, Carson Hosovar wins his first truck series race. There was a lot of great racing out in Texas this weekend, not just in the trucks, but the Indy cars did a good job on Sunday out there. Really, really fun watching racing from out at Texas this weekend. Next up for the NASCAR guys is Bristol Dirt. And that should be a lot of fun. The trucks have more experience on it than the cup cars do. They'll start first, then the cup cars. Hopefully they've got some of the cooling issues we had with the cup cars last year worked out. So when we go back this year, it'll be more about who has the best race car than who's figured out how to keep it from overheating. Which sometimes, sometimes is one and the same thing. You know, a lot of times... Not the fastest car wins, but the car that has figured out whatever deal that's going on, how to figure out how the best way to work around it. At Mobile International Speedway last weekend, the comments have been off the hook. Gina Shill-Knowles and her crew opened up their third season at MIS with a bang. The SRL Davidson Electric 125 Big crowd, big field of cars, and you can shuffle that group however you want to, but the man of the moment in super late model racing is Sonoya George's Bubba Pollard. I was talking with some guys earlier this week, and Pollard has basically won every big race he's been in this year, minus the ASA race a few weeks ago at Pensacola, Florida. And we all know what happened there. No, no need to dredge up a bunch of bad feelings what was interesting about this race is that it was originally pollard and others were going to do a double header they were going to race up at the water mountain capital Cordill, georgia and fly down the mobile international speedway all in the same night Cordill canceled because of a bad weather forecast And that put all the super late models here at Mobile on Saturday night. And they put on a fabulous show. It ended up, fog cut it short at 75 laps. But the people in the stands, which there were plenty, had a lot to talk about. And a great opening for Mobile International Speedway. And Gina Shill Knowles and her management team at MIS. Looking ahead this weekend, as we mentioned, Cup and Trucks are at Bristol this weekend on the dirt. Friday night, Pensacola Five Flag Speedway is back in action with their Pro Late Model Series, the very first one, along with the Sportsman Pure Stock and Crown Vic Class. If you guys haven't seen the Crown Vic Class yet, you need to check them out. They are fun to watch. And if you ever thought about getting into racing, it's not going to get any cheaper than this Crown Vic class at Pensacola Five Flag Speedway. Sportsman Pure Stocks race along with the Crown Vics, along with the Pro Late Models. And I can assure you, folks, uh, Chandler Smith was a Pro Late Model driver at Pensacola. So was William Sobolich that won the ARCA race a few weeks ago. They all cut their first late model teeth at Pensacola Five Flags Speedway. And somebody on this in this race Friday night will be on TV in the near future. And then Saturday, my favorite racetrack, Sunny South Raceway, is in action. They're doing something new this weekend, too. They're going to start at 6 versus 8. So I think they're trying to get everybody home early, which is really... A great idea when you, uh, when you think about the age of the drivers down there. Tonight's show, Brennan Poole on his 100th Xfinity Series start. Director of Communications for Talladega Super Speedway, Russell Branham. Folks, this time, if you don't have your tickets, you need to be getting that figured out quick. And, of course, we'll wrap it all up with this week's edition of the Moose Call. Hang on for the fastest hour in radio right here on WNSP, part of the sound of Mobile. Welcome back to Inside Alabama Racing. I'm Tommy Prater. Thank you for joining us this evening. We had a fun show. We're getting ready for Talladega BP, our man, Brendan Poole, will be up with us in just a few minutes. Every week, our program is brought to you by Judy's Place, where Wednesday is always Cobbler Day. Alabama Pipe and Supply, David Jones and the gang supporting racing here along the Gulf Coast. And, of course, Wade Distributors, South Alabama's Flooring Leader, you call them out, they'll measure, take out the old, put in the new, and leave you with a great-looking home or office. Thomas and I both have used them and have really, really enjoyed working with Wade Distributors and Steve Hall and all the gang over there. Well, this past weekend, one of our friends that we have followed since almost his very first day in the ARCA series, however long ago that was, celebrated his 100th career start in the
1: xfinity series and with that let's
0: bring in woodlands texans brennan pool bp how you doing man
1: i'm doing good thanks for having me on tommy it's always awesome to come on and and talk with you so i appreciate it
0: it's uh it's fun to keep up with you because there are very few people that i know that have had much more of an up and down career getting to where they can drive a race car or work harder at getting to where they could drive a race car and I thought when I saw that you were making your 100th career start in the Xfinity series, while that's not a lot of starts by Xfinity series standards, it is a milestone that I thought was worth talking about this week and what kind of strange travels you've done to get to number 100.
1: That's the truth. I have had a really wild up and down career, um, you know, my, in my professional career in the top three series. It's been, it's been wild, that's for sure. I think anything in life, you know, you you have a in racing too, and racers know, man. You have, you you have good weeks and you're 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 riding that momentum, and then you have those down weeks too, and and you have to fight through those times in in order to continue to to be successful. Um, and for me, I have, man, I've been all over the board. I mean, <laughs> from good teams. <laughs> The bad teams, the teams in the middle, I, 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 just, I've kind of experienced it all. I've been caught up in lawsuits. I've been in, I, I literally feel like I've experienced everything there is to experience in the sport so far at this point. I don't know. I've never watched what I say. Right? You never know. I might be experiencing more things, but, but um, <laughs> yeah, it's been, it's been wild. And I think, um, you know, young, a, a little Brennan Poole when he was, you know, five, six, seven years old racing quarter minutes, to think that he would have, been you know tell him that he's going to get to a hundred Xfinity starts and that that I would you know race in the Daytona 500 and um, do a lot of the cool things I've been able to do in my in my career I think he would have been very very pleased with that probably been in shock that that would that he would have those opportunities so I feel real grateful and and um, real blessed that I've had so many amazing people in my life and people that have supported me um, and sponsored me and helped teach me the things that I've needed to learn to get to the next level to get to the next step and. And, um, to be able to have stayed here in, in the top three series since 2015, you know, over these last, um, eight years or so, seven years or so, it's just been, um, man, it's been, uh, it's been crazy. It's been fun. And it's been crazy. It's been difficult. There's been times where I thought I ran my last race. Um, and then there's been times where I thought I was going to drive somewhere and I'm, I'm about to finally get this amazing opportunity and then I've lost it. So <laughs> I've, I've just, um, I've, I, man, I'm telling you, I've just, I've, I've seen a lot of stuff in the sport, but it's, it's been, a fun one and I'm very grateful to get to hundred Xfinity starts and counting. I'm coming up on my two hundredth NASCAR start. So um, you know hopefully I can I can get there. I'm gonna get close by the end of this year and um, so we'll see. Hopefully I can get to that next milestone and get two hundred total NASCAR starts. That'd be pretty cool too.
0: Well then thinking about all the travails that you've been over since we first met a dozen years ago uh, when you were racing in the Arca series. If you could go back, you know, flip the time meter to that six, seven, eight-year-old running quarter digits, would you tell him to go for it or would you tell him to go find a golf
1: club? (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, it's a good question, but there's no way I would ever give up um, getting to do the stuff that I've been able to do in my life on on racing, you know, driving a race car. I've I've, um, had so many of my dreams fulfilled. Uh, I've won a lot of races and won a lot of championships. And I would, you know, I'm still fighting to get that NASCAR win. I've come close several times, but I, I'm uh, been been right there. So I'm I, I'm, I still not feel like I have unfinished business left in the sport. So I'm fighting to raise the sponsorship money and get back to where um, I can go race for wins on a, on a regular basis and, and and fight for another championship like I did so many years ago. But but um, yeah, I don't I don't think I would have changed anything. I mean, I made it, maybe I would have made some different decisions on. Who I drove for, raced for, stuff like that, like all things that you learn going through these processes that I didn't know before I got here. I mean, I, you know, I was 23, 24 years old when I made my first NASCAR start in 2015. So I, you know, I just, I I didn't know, you know, you don't know what you don't know. And, And I've certainly become a lot smarter, learned a lot of things over the years and, and, um, you know, looking forward to when I can, you know, have the, have the funding that's needed to to go battle for for race wins and championships, and and um, see, again, that's really what I'm I'm fighting for. But no, I, I don't think I think I still would have done anything I could in my in my power to put a, put a helmet on and and step in a step inside a race car before I would <laughs> done done anything else. But um you know, I say I say that, and I do. I've got a good chance of winning a race coming up in Talladega for Johnny and and our six team. Our speedway stuff's been really really good. We were really solid at Daytona. In February, and we ended up dropping a cylinder, and and uh, when we were running thirteenth with only you know I think it was like twenty something laps left. So I have high hopes coming to Talladega. I still feel like Talladega owes me one in a way. So um, you just never know at those races. You put yourself in a position, and and maybe we can get Johnny Johnny Davis and our team team a win here and here coming up. So I'm looking forward to that.
0: You know BP, as I think about your career and having watched you and and. Going through the travails uh, with you that you've been through over the last 12 years. I mean, I, I think about the, the two things that come to my mind the most that if you could go back and tell a six, seven, eight year old to avoid is you were in a horribly bad situation with one racing and I'm not going to mention their name. And then one of your sponsors ended up being a complete and total sham. I mean, it didn't get much worse than that. And they were all at the same time.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean that's the thing I also feel great that, that I actually knew somebody that is basically the largest Ponzi scheme in American history that's a little crazy too um, but yeah, I mean that was just a, a, a wild thing to have known those people and been a part of that whole situation um, but yeah, I mean I, I think I probably would have um, you know, I don't know, I think I probably would have driven somewhere else if I could have, if I had gone back in time and changed some stuff up Knowing what I know now, I made a, might have made some different decisions on some things, but you know that's part of it. You don't like I said, you don't know what you don't know when, when you're in it. And certainly, like I obviously had no idea what was going on with any, any of that stuff. I was just a race car driver, and I was just right. trying to do the best I could on the racetrack so I could continue to do my job, and, and that's and that's all I focused on. And, and um, but yeah, I mean, you know how sport works. You got to have sponsorship money to make it work, and and um and here I am still again fighting to find more dollars to make our program better at JD's. But, you know, also hopefully I find myself in a situation where I can race for race wins every single week in the future. But it's just a constant battle of trying to, trying to find that funding. So I probably would tell myself at seven or eight years old, maybe get real good, become a real good salesman because that's kind of what it <laughs> nowadays, is nowadays is marketing and, and selling and um, coming up with outrageous marketing ideas and and in my opinion there's nothing better than racing for outrageous marketing ideas i you know it's it's literally the number one sport in the country from february to october or, or you know up until the end of our season it's the most watched thing so I think it's um you know it's one of the best sports uh, in this country by far and and um you know I, I love it you love it I know there's so many people in this Country that love it, and and um, I'm I feel honored to be be a part of it. So it's a it's a fun thing to sell. It's a fun thing to get people involved in the sport I haven't been involved in it before. And man, you know how it is. There's nothing better when you see those cars all come down to take the green flag for the first time. And and uh, when you've got a driver in the field or a car in the field, um, man, it just changes that whole experience. So um, for me, getting to share that with some sponsors and new partners that are experiencing the sport for the first time, it's like man, it's just so. It's so cool to share that and have that experience with those, with those guys and people.
0: I've got a minute or so left. Last year, you caught on with Johnny Davis racing for several races at the end of the year. You picked up who I still consider young. Okay. Uh, Case Callenbach uh, as your crew chief. He's been your crew chief this year. He's one of the funnest guys I've ever met, uh, in racing and a really cool guy. I have a lot of fun on, case, on Case's behalf, right? Uh,
1: what's it like racing with Case as your crew chief? Yeah, we, you know, we got to run a few races at the end of last year, and I think we just, you know, immediately had really good chemistry together and really good communication, and and that's what it takes when you're trying to, you know, put a fast race car on the track and make changes and stuff during the race, and we just really were on the same page with a lot of things, and uh, I think it showed. You know, Texas, we did get caught up in a crash, but we we were running outside the top ten for most of the day, and we ran ninth, ninth for a while before we got caught up in a crash with Nemechek and. Um on, on one of the restarts towards the end of the race, which kind of hurt our finish. But then we went to Miami and again, we, we ran 12th all day and had a bad green flag pit stop and ended up 14th. So like we had like, we, we just were like, man, this is going well, right? And, and so I'm, I'm really happy that all the stuff came together and worked out so we could continue to work together this year. I know we've had a little bit difficult start to the year with uh, blowing up at Daytona and um, you know, the, some of the stuff we've had to fight. The last few weeks we really haven't gotten the results we wanted to. We did get a 13th place finish in Atlanta, which is really good for our team and kind of built some momentum. And then, you know, we struggled at, at Coda. We had a, a parts failure and we had to go behind the wall and replace that and come back out. So we've really kind of been, you know, kind of ups and downs even this year, um, from where we would like to be. But we're, we're continuing to build on it and, and we're certainly looking forward to the, these next couple of races that are coming up. And obviously we feel strong about our speedway program. We had a really good car at Daytona and Talladega is just right around the corner. So, we're looking forward to that one for sure. And, um, yeah, we've got a lot of good races that are coming up in, in the next couple of months for us, from Darlington, Charlotte, all those coming up um, right after Talladega. We're, we're excited about um, um, those and, and feeling like we can sort of make some gains and, and get us back in position where we need to be. But there has been a lot of fun working with Casey. He's a very fun guy, and, and he stays very positive um, and and uh, helps keep uh, all the guys on our team uh, motivated. And, and um, like I said, it's been a been tough start to the year, but we certainly are, are – you know, feeling good about, um, you know, these, these next coming races that are coming up and, and feeling like we can really start getting some of the, real, so the results that we deserve. We showed, we've had some speed at some of these places and just haven't been able to get the result that, uh, we deserve at the end of the day. So just excited about it, man. Grateful that, uh, we get to work together this year and, and, uh, hopefully we can continue to knock out some of those good results like we had at the end of last year.
0: Well, BP, tell Case, uh, I said hello. And you could, of course, say I was saying nothing but good things about him and he'll appreciate that. But uh, (laughs) congratulations congratulations on 100, bud, and uh, we look forward to seeing you at Talladega here in a few weeks.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. I appreciate it.
0: Brendan Poole, when we come back, speaking of Talladega, Russell Brano from Talladega Super Speedway right here on WNSP. Welcome back to Inside Alabama Racing. I'm Tommy Prager. Thank you for joining us this evening. Big show tonight. We just celebrated – Brendan Poole's 100th career Xfinity start. We've been with him from the beginning. What a a great kid. In just a few minutes, we're going to talk to Russell Branham about getting ready for Talladega. Every week, our program is brought to you by Judy's Place, Alabama Pipe and Supply, and Wade Distributors, Southwest Uh, Alabama's flooring leaders. You wouldn't believe it. It's the first week in April, but it's time to start getting ready for april 23rd the last weekend in april or close to the last weekend in april because it's time to go to talladega super speedway if you have not done so yet go to talladegasuperspeedway.com or 877 go the number two Dega, and call them up and talk about what ticket options you're going to have this year and that's where we'll start with russell branham the director of communication for talladega super speedway russell how you doing man
2: Tommy's always a pleasure, man, and thanks for giving us a plug there at the very beginning. I don't have to say that by the end of the year. <laughs> when
0: well, we get that out of the way, so I know how much time we have left. You know what I'm saying?
2: <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, man, it's, we're excited. Uh, can't believe now. It's just a little over two weeks. You know, we'll be getting ready uh, for the Geico 500 weekend. And, you know, NASCAR has, has, has had a nice start to the year. Uh, the competition, uh, everything that happened last year in the Cup Series is, is really continuing this year where we're really seeing a lot of guys run up front. Uh, You can put a blanket on them and sort of just roll the dice on who you think is going to win. But some really cool things have already happened this year. Kyle Busch already winning uh, over at uh, Richard Childress Racing. Always exciting just for us at Talladega. Uh, You and I were talking earlier um, that this is Earnhardt country still. uh, Today Dale Earnhardt country, and that means Richard Childress. Uh, that number three uh, is now uh, his grandson Austin Dillon, and also number eight is Kyle Busch. So uh, the fact that RCR is running better this year, that's a that's a good plus too. All these
0: guys are running extremely well this year, but what people want to know that I see every day is they want to know is there still an infield camping spot left at Talladega?
2: <laughs> Believe it or not. We only have a few. I can tell you this, it's less than five. Uh, so if wow. anyone is listening to this, I would, uh, go ahead and, and make a phone call pretty quick. Uh, you know, it's a great problem to have, uh, you know, whenever sure. you sell out, uh, the infield. Uh, but also on the other side, you hate it if you don't have any, you know, that, that when fans want to come and be a part of the race. The great thing is, is, and we're talking about infield camping spots. We've got tons of outside camping areas, uh, free camping areas on the outside of the racetrack. Uh, and, and get this, if you buy a ticket to our Sunday race at the Gaku 500, you can camp for free. You can also go to the Saturday night concert featuring Cole Swindell this year. So, you know, even though the infield might be, be sold out, uh, you could still get to the infield just by buying a Sunday ticket. And then you can go into the infield on Saturday night to watch Cole Swindell. So, uh, there's, there's, there's a lot of different options that you can be here. And again, that's the whole thing. You just want to be here to be able to see exactly what all is going on. Every seat that you sit in on the front stretch here, we have video boards that line the inside of the racetrack that you can see what you would see at home. But you don't get the smells, you don't get the feeling, the rumble of the cars going by, and, and being a part of a big major event. So, um, the grandstands here, we've got great grandstand seating, great towers. You can see the entire racetrack. And if you happen you can't see them whenever they're going on the back stretch, if you don't have your binoculars, all you have to do is look at the video boards that are right in front of you, and that's a great way to view a race here. I'd like to get one of those video boards at the house, or a section. You probably only need a section, huh? It, it's amazing. Those things um, we have, our, our two biggest ones are 40 by 80, and a team comes in on race week and installs us. We've got the structures that are always there throughout the year, but a team of these unbelievably talented people will come in, and they will put those in. Um, each one of those sections go in one by one. It is a long, tedious process, but they get it all done, and uh, it is crystal clear. And, again, everything you can see at home, you can see it here, but you get to be a part of it here, so it's really cool.
0: It's uh, always fun to go to Talladega. It's two weeks away. It's a doubleheader on Saturday with the ARCA race Saturday uh, early afternoon, and then the Xfinity after that, and then the Cup race on Sunday. Russell, we talked about so many things here. I, I do want to talk about one of the things that Talladega has the most in the infield, has the most unusual garage area and fan access, and that is a ticket that can be bought just like sitting in the grandstand. And if you've never done it, that's something you ought to do.
2: Talladega Garage Experience is what it's called. And it gives you, I, I like to call it locker room access. Uh, you get to go down inside and be a part of this. And this, this is a part of our $50 million project just a few years ago. But you can literally be feet from where all the cars are, where they're stays in the garages while the teams are working on them. You get to watch a driver you know, you know, know, get inside the car, get buckled up, crank it up, and get ready to go. Um there's no other sport that really allows you locker room access like that. Uh the only thing that's separating you and Kyle Bush or Kevin Harvick or Joey Logano, whoever the case may be, is a four foot fence. And you can. There's a nice walkway that goes up underneath, so you're underneath the same roof line that the drivers and teams are. There's no other sport that can get you that close to the athletes like we can here at Talladega Superspeedway with the garage experience. So, if you've never been here before and you really want to enjoy something that's extremely cool, and there's other things to do too. We have great um, economic uh, food offerings in there, all kinds of different food and beverages. Um, things to do for the kids. We have a sitting area. We have, I mean, vintage race cars will be in there. It's really something to behold. Uh, so come on out and see us. Uh, we'd love to have everyone experience this. But, again, if you want to see a little bit more about what the garage experience is like, go to our website at tallaneagasuperspeedway.com. Click on the garage experience, and you we got some great photos and stuff up there that sort of give you a little bit more into it.
0: So it's really cool. You go over to the fence, and you watch the guys work on the car, drivers in and out, interaction between the driver and the crew chief and the crew working on the car uh, throughout the practice period. And then if you get tired of that, you walk over to a bar that's about 30 feet away and get you either a soft drink or something not so soft. And then the food in there inside of Big Bill's Garage is absolutely a phenomenal. And if you've never done it, I just keep telling people, you got to go do this one time and just to see it, feel it, touch it, uh it's an incredible experience.
2: It is. And again, it's just you know, being at a major event is mm-hmm. something in itself. Uh being able to do the things that you can do at Talladega um is, is phenomenal. And um I know myself, I'm a race fan, Tommy. I've been a race fan for 50-plus years. I still love it. I still, the butterflies get going whenever they fire the engines here because the fan in me still comes out, even though I've been in the sport for many, many years. Um, but there's no other racing like there is at Talladega. I grew up in Darlington, South Carolina. The races there are fantastic, a uh, great traditional place there. Uh, Talladega gives you something that no other racetrack can give you. It gives you 500 miles of nail-biting action of watching them go 2, 3, 4 wide at 200 miles per hour. Uh, and then you got all the benefits of the other, the entertainment things that go on at Talladega. Um, you know, like we talked about the concert, but also just being here. Our Midway will have, we'll have a packed house with things that interactives that families can do and it's just, there's just something about this place that's been special since 1969. And, and, by the way, the ARCA series started here in 1969 too, Tommy. So uh, we're excited about having ARCA here. We're excited about having uh, the AgPro 300 uh, on Saturday with um, the, the ARCA event and also the GEICO 500 on Sunday. Russell,
0: the big one on the boulevard Friday night. Talk about experiences. Uh, it's a good time for everybody. Now I have searched the website and I have not seen the four games that the people will participate in at the big one on the boulevard Friday night. Had had those been released yet? I'm not, I mean, I saw last year's barbecue wrestling adventure, but uh, I haven't seen anything else.
2: (laughs) Yeah, we're actually going to announce those here just, just a little bit. Uh, so you check on the website later on today, uh, and you'll be able to see the four that, that we'll have. And it, It's always a great time. The drivers really get behind this thing and support it. Um, they parade it down the infield. They're passing out swag and bees. It sort of gives you the New Orleans-type feel. Um, and then we have the fan competitions that the drivers help call the action for. So, uh, it's, it's been a tradition here since 2014 and, and we're very proud of it. And it let's, let the fans in the infield sort of see the drivers in a, in a different vein. You know, they're either wearing shorts or jeans and t-shirt and a hat and, uh, enjoying a refreshment. So it's, uh, a lot of entertainment, uh, for the fans and, and the drivers alike.
0: Well, Colts will be Saturday night, but for me the most fun is on Friday night. Uh, I'm just trying to think about some of the things y'all done over the last uh, few years. I know we had barbecue wrestling. It seems like I I uh, challenged Grant Lynch to a bull riding contest or one year down there, and he didn't take me up on that. Uh, I mean, I just it, it, one thing after another. You guys have continued to come up with great ways for for hands to have a good time.
2: Well that's the name of the game, and we want folks to to come in and have a good time and we want, We want fans to come back and see us and uh we'll have a big one on the boulevard uh you know on Friday night here in the spring we'll have something else something new that will be coming in the fall because uh, we do the boulevard event now just in the spring, so um our challenge is is to continue to make things as as and eventful for our fans as we can. And, again, racing on the track, second to none. Um, and then the entertainment value off the track, second to none. So if you've never been to Talladega, um, if you want to be entertained and you want the family to have a great time, come see us uh, on the uh, April the 22nd to 23rd. We'd love to have you. Again, it all kicks off the General Tire 200 uh, at 1130 on Saturday, part of a great doubleheader.
0: Russell Branham from Talladega Super Speedway. You can go to talladegasuperspeedway.com or 877-GO, the number two, Dega, to get your tickets. If you've never been before, I suggest calling on the telephone. The ladies really take good care of you. And if you've never been before, you want to make sure that you can get in the infield Friday and Saturday night for all the craziness that happens at Talladega Super Speedway. Russell, thank you for joining us, man. Looking forward to seeing you in two weeks. And... uh We'll talk to you a week of the race to see what our last-minute preparation needs are.
2: Sounds great, Tommy. Thank you so much.
0: Russell Brown, when we come back, the Moose, with this week's edition of the Moose Call right here on WNSP. Welcome back to Inside Alabama Racing. I'm Tommy Prater. Thank you for joining us this evening. What a fun show. The bull, Brennan Poole, stops in to celebrate his 100th career Xfinity start. Russell Brandon from Talladega Super Speedway. It's only two weeks away. It's incredible. It's slipped up on us. We'll be here before you know it. In just a few minutes, this week's edition of the Moose Call. Every week, our program is brought to you by Judy's Place, Alabama Pipe and Supply, and Southwest Alabama's flooring leader, Wade Distributors. As we do every week at this time, we bring in the Moose, Thomas Prater, to get his take on what's happening. And with that, let's. Here from the moose now. Thomas, how you doing, bud? I'm good. Uh
3: I, I didn't listen to the show because, you know, I already get to hear your voice enough during the day, so I can't hear it all yeah, the sure and I can't respond, you know. So uh, my question to you is, is what is Brendan Poole done with his hair?
0: Oh, all I can tell you is, Is that he's still going out with Miss New Jersey, so it's probably whatever hair she wants him to have. Okay, he gets the pass. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you know, that's, uh, uh, I talked to him about that, about if they were still going out, and he said yes, so I'm assuming, right, that that's where the, that's where the new haircut is coming from.
3: Hey man, more power to you. You can, you can a Miss, a Miss New Jersey. Hey, you can have whatever hair you
0: want. Yeah. Lindsay, he and Lindsay Giannini are still, are still going out. So I would imagine she's dictating haircuts. I think it's somebody who has not changed at all in the last 15 years, except maybe a little thicker around the center. And that's Bubba Pollard. Goodness gracious. Thomas, he's on fire.
3: Yeah, he really is, Uh, you know, and I and I love every minute of it, too. Um, <laughs> you know, he's kind of, I wouldn't say the underdog. Um, uh The the word I'm looking for is maybe like uh the guy that, that I don't know what, I, I guess I'm looking at like, you know, when Jeff Gordon used to win all the time and Dale Earnhardt used to win all the time, you know, they would get booed, but everybody still loved them, you know. Um, I, he's that kind of guy right now in late model racing. I think everybody just loves to hate him, you know. I think he's just really great for the the sport right now and with with everything going on. And I just, every time he wins or every time there's some controversy with Bubba Pollard, I love every minute of it.
0: You know, I, I've had a love, hate, uh relationship with Bubba. I loved him and I hated him and I fall back in the count of loving him now. Because here you got this old guy, your age, um, maybe a little older, that is running against every dollar that they make in North Carolina and then some and just whipping that butt every week.
3: Yeah, yeah, and it's um you know kind of what everyone Tells you about racing right now. You got to do this. You got to do that. He is basically proving all of them wrong right now. Um, you know, he's a family family team. They they're just a family team from Georgia. I mean that's you know I mean there's nothing like uh, you know his dad wasn't Daryl Waltrip or. You know, his dad wasn't clipping in the car. They're just a, a great family from Georgia that are some hell race car drivers.
0: And on top of all that, the week after the ASA race, they clipped the car, which for our listeners, they put an entire front or an entire back, and I think it was a back, including the substructure and the body back on at their shop in three days.
3: Yeah, you know, the only other guy I know that can do that is Augie Grill, but that's what he does for a living.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, so, I mean, we're not talking about, I I guess where I'm coming from is, is we're not talking about somebody that doesn't get his hand dirty or doesn't have the know-how to do this stuff. They're doing it every day.
3: Yeah, and they're doing it all over the dang place, too. So it's just really cool to see him still out there making it happen.
0: We only got a couple of minutes left, but I, I do want to, and you've been at Mobile International Speedway for the last 20-something years, following me around, and then of course you racing. But what a great night, a Saturday night was for Gina Shill Knowles and her staff at Mobile International wow. Speedway. They had a nice looking grandstand, a big count of cars, um, a big feather in her cat, because you know, that's, they hadn't been able to bring super late model racing back to Mobile. And not only is she doing it, but she's doing it in front of big crowds.
3: Yeah, really uh was really glad to see the pictures from Oklahoma International Speedway this past weekend. Um you know, I <coughs> it's been kinda rough here for the past I don't know, I would say maybe ten years. Uh holiday. you know, time kinda time kinda flies when it comes to racing. I mean, it feels, <laughs> like, it feels like I was just I was racing at sunny south not too long ago so i'm not real sure on my time period but you know mobile kind of struggled there for a little bit and, uh you know miss gina has kind of struggled there for a little bit but i think that everyone is kind of banding together um to try to get that place back going i mean obviously there's still an infrastructure problem over there but i feel like if the cars keep showing up and the fans keep showing up then all those problems might be fixed one day
0: well, buddy, I'm out of time. Appreciate you joining us. Uh We'll talk to you next week. That's the Moose. That's our show. Hope everybody enjoyed it. Appreciate our guests being with us, BP, Russell Branham, Talladega. Remember, folks, it's only two weeks away, and, of course, the Moose. We'll be watching this weekend, Pensacola in action, Sunny South in action. Everybody have an awesome week.